Welcome to Beware of Bulldogs podcast. We are your hosts, Caleb Nail and Caleb Pletz. How's it going, Caleb? It's all right. Really good. Doc's coming off a win, so that always makes the week better. Oh, always. <laughs> yeah, big difference from last week isn't it? Mm-hmm. or two weeks ago. Real quick, what we're going to be getting into, um, we're talking the recap of Colorado State, and then we're going to preview UNLV. Um, so that's what you can expect from us today. Uh, we are, you can find us, you can follow us on Twitter at BewareCSUF, on Instagram at Beware Bulldogs Podcast. We're on Spotify and iTunes and some other places too, uh, but I think that's where usually everyone listens <laughs> to podcasts. Yeah, yeah, those are probably the two most popular. Right. Uh, hey, if you're if you listen on iTunes, you should you should go leave a review and five stars and uh, tell us how we're doing, and uh, we'll we'll read it for you if if we like it. We've been saying that, but I, I haven't really looked. I, maybe I shouldn't admit that, but I'll, I'm going to go look right now. <laughs> I'm looking right now. Uh, let's jump into it, Caleb. Fresno State, Colorado State, big win, final score 38-17. Before we – we're, we're going to break it down, okay? We're going to break it down. We're going to go offense, then we're going to go defense, then we're going to give you our kind of uh, overall uh, reaction to the game and how we felt about it. But let's start on the offense side of the ball. What stood out to you? I'll let you start, Mr. Pletz. Yeah, I think game two from game one, big change for the dogs. Um, Obviously, getting a W instead of a loss. Um, But, yeah, it just really seemed like the offense was a lot, you know, better on the same page. Um, And, yeah, I think, you know, Hayner really stepped up and, Mm -hmm. you know, showed that he can lead the offense and, uh, you know, he can throw the ball all over. Um, so yeah, I think that was pretty big takeaways. You know, Hainer took a took a step up. Uh, you know, leading the offense. Yeah, Hainer looked legit. He he threw for like three hundred some yards. Yep. No turnovers. But Woldridge also played. That's right. Or, yeah, I think that was a surprise for a lot of uh, <laughs> Bulldog fans out there. Is <laughs> I want to say it was the probably second or third series of the game. All of a sudden, oh, backup quarterback Woldridge uh, coming in. So. Um, yeah, that was a little surprising. Yeah, so just to let everyone know, I'm looking on iTunes. I they updated my computer, and I don't know how to search. So I don't know if this says my age. I'm not even that old, but I can't figure out how to search on this thing. I'll look it up and share uh, next time. But Woldridge Woldridge looked good. Hayner looked good. What do you think about the coaches bringing in a backup? Because obviously this was planned, and from what we always hear is you shouldn't have two QBs, you know, switching in and out. You know, you call your starter starting QB for the season, let him go. I mean, unless it gets really bad or he gets injured, he's going to play. And but, however, I really like this. Yeah, I think you know, in uh, you know the post game. Uh, you know, interviews and press conferences, um, you know, Coach DeBoer was uh, basically said, you know, they had planned that, you know, this was going to be the case. They wanted to see how Woldridge was going to handle the offense. Um, so I think, you know, it really showed, you know, positively for for him and for the dogs. Um, you know, we definitely have a capable backup, you know, if something were to happen to Hayner. Um, so, yeah, he, he definitely did perfectly fine running the offense. You know, I think 
I don't know if they scored on that possession, but um, you know, he did have that uh, pass to uh, Wheatfall in the end zone. That, yeah. that Wheatfall made an amazing catch. But that was awesome. It, but they called it out of bounds. Um, so that was that was a bummer. But um, yeah, he definitely looked looked proficient. You know, running the offense and, and throwing the ball around. I will be honest. The first thing I noticed when Wildridge came in is that he's a lot bigger than Hayner. <laughs> a he lot is. bigger. Yeah, that's that's the difference between six foot and six foot four. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I'm sure they're giving him a few inches. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, you wrote down an inter- interesting stat: ten for eighteen on third downs for Hayner. Yeah, I think that that was a big. Uh, well, that, that was for the dogs overall. We're, we're ten for eighteen on third Excuse downs, which nine. Which was, Nine for eleven. For yeah, Hayner. Hayner passing on third down, nine for eleven. So uh, yeah. that's huge for um, you know third down efficiency, moving <laughs> the chains. Uh, you know, compared to the Hawaii game, um, just seemed like dogs were constantly stalling on third down and not really able to move the ball. So yeah, that was a big improvement for him, and you know, keeping keeping the offense rolling. Yeah, he's clutch, clutch Hayner. All right, we got uh, wide receivers. Moving on to the wide receivers, we're, we're just we're going through this because, and the reason I wanted to go through this is because this was a totally different team that I saw from when they played Hawaii. Totally different, and and I do want to say is that Colorado State looked very similar to how the Dogs looked Week One. Definitely, yeah, no, and- no experience, anything like that. Yeah, and you know this this was game one for the Colorado State Rams, so um, yeah, it probably makes a little bit of sense. But um, yeah, you, you could you really, want. yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you could you could really see that you know this team looked like they felt a lot more comfortable um, week two, um, you know, after having you know sixty minutes under their belt, um, just being able to play and execute. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. So okay, back to wide receivers. Um, I wanted to talk about a wide receiver that stood out to me and i know we were all talking about cropper going into the season uh, but Wheatfall really stood out in this game in my opinion with that big catch uh that was overturned in the end zone one hand uh i i think he had a big i think he mossed somebody an, another time i mean that he's he's a tall guy I, I don't have it in front of me but he looked really good and now I think defenses are going to have a tough time deciding who they're going to match up on. I mean, we had this feeling going in that defenses were going to have a tough time matching up. But now you have to decide who you put your number one corner on. You put them on Cropper or you put them on Weefall. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, we fall, you know, was the leading receiver for the dogs for the game, 87 yards on five catches. Um, so yeah, he really seems to be establishing himself as the, the go-to receiver um for the dogs so yeah that's definitely positive to see um it is surprising yeah it doesn't seem like cropper is really getting as many looks um as you know some of the other receivers so i don't know if maybe he's just being you know covered more heavily um than the other guys so you know if that's the case then you know good to have a good decoy and you know right gotta gotta (laughs) take that into consideration and you know try to try to look elsewhere now what about your boy brooks in the slot what are you thinking about that guy yeah, you know, I, I actually really like him. You know, it, he seems to be, you know, sure-handed. You know, I think I want to say at least two of his three catches, you know, were on third down, you know, just parking right at the sticks and, you know. Right. Bring, bringing, it, bringing in the pass. So, um, yeah, he's I, I, I like him out of the slot. Um, 
I also appreciate that he he has a jersey number in the 80s, like a traditional wide receiver. <laughs> like in, yeah. Uh, it seems like nowadays, you know, pretty much all, you know, skilled position guys are trying to be in single digits or teams. So uh, I, I appreciate that he's, you know, traditional wearing a, a 80-something number as a wide receiver. <laughs> like, so last game I brought up, I think we had like nine different players catch a pass. And, I, and this game we had seven. So – Yes, it's less, but that's still a lot. And I'm liking it. I, I know, well, we had Wheatfall and Rivers with five. And since since we brought up wide receivers, I guess we can just talk about receiving anyways. But our uh, running backs out of the backfield torched the Rams. Yeah, uh, it's really a big threat for the for the Bulldog offense. Yeah, combined those two, over 100 receiving yards, and they, they each had a, had a receiving touchdown coming out of the backfield. So, um, yeah, that's huge. You know, when those two guys are, you know, two of our, uh, you know, Rivers and Mims, um, you know, two of our playmakers on offense, you know, wh- however and whenever we can get them the ball, I think that's that's good for the dogs. And, um <laughs> I think it's also important too, because, you know, those are, those are easy passes for, for Hayner to make. Um, and, you know, I guess a, a higher, uh, um, you know, completion percentage, you know, you know, those nice, easy swing passes to them. So um, yeah, I, I, I like that too. And, you know, I like getting, getting them the ball and um, yeah. So definitely like seeing them take, take advantage of that. Yeah. Real quick, before we get into the rushing stats, uh, some something that I thought was really cool was that you had out of the seven receivers that caught a pass, six of them, their long was 15 or more. So six out of the seven guys had a pass of, of a reception of 15 yards or more, which is, that's pretty good. That's, that's a long pass. Yeah. It's nice to see a hanger being able to drive the ball down the field, you know, and the, the receivers getting open, find, finding space in the defense and, you know, not just having to settle for, for check downs and swing passes. Right. All right. Rushing stats, Ronnie rivers. Holy cow. That guy can run the ball. Yeah. Stud. Um, <laughs> you know, stats wise, you know, might not seem like the most impressive stack um, game. You know, he, he didn't eclipse hundred yards and only had 95 yards on 23 carries, but uh, really just seemed like any time the dogs needed, you know, three, four five yards, you know, he, he was able to get it. Um, he, he did have two rushing touchdowns as well. Um, so bringing his total to three on the day, but yeah, he just really seemed like a force, you know, he, you know, he means business and, you know, he, he's able to get it done. <laughs> yeah. I, when we did the season overview, I had mentioned, oh, well, Ronnie Rivers will break your ankles and then Jordan Mims will run you over. Well, Ronnie Rivers is going to do both. <laughs> 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 and then in, at the season overview, when we talked earlier, you said he was going to uh, break a record, your hot take. Dude, uh, it, it's going to happen. I, I think I, so. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. He's looking really good. Um, Jalen Cop- Cropper carried the ball twice. We got to see uh, Bigelow carry the ball and Mims carried the ball a few times, uh, four times to be exact. The one thing that I, I did see that I was a little disappointed about was the O-line. I felt Hainer was under pressure too often. Um, now, then again, some Hainer can do things differently in the pocket. Um, I saw some 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 things on Twitter saying like, oh, he needs to step up more, which I noticed. And rather than spinning out and getting out of the pocket. Uh, but at the same time, I, I believe the O-line can do a better job. 
yeah, I think that, you know, that was kind of exposed in, you know, the first week. And I think that our offensive line is one of the weaknesses here for the offense. Um, Yeah. I I noticed, you know, Hayner having to, you know, spin out of the pocket a lot and, you know, get flushed out, Um, you know, which is good. He, you know, has an awareness right now and, you know, he's, he's mobile enough to do that. But um, yeah, you definitely like to have your quarterback have a clean pocket, (laughs) you know, be able to just, get in, throw it. Um, but yeah, so definitely O-line needs some work. Um, and yeah, we'll see how, you know, that fares against, you know, stronger opponents. I think the experience is there. I think it's coming along. I think with the new, a new coach and a new playbook, a new whole new system, you know, it's, everything's slowly coming in into play as, as we saw. Uh, the other thing that, was different from the last game is that I did not hear a tight end's name the whole night, not a single one. And that yeah. m- may be because there were no tight end receptions. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a weird change for the dogs. Um, you know, typically tight end is a pretty prominent position, you know, receiving and blocking wise. Um, but yeah, this is kind of strange. Uh, no, no tight end reception game. Um, you know, unfortunately, the dogs are without Juan Rodriguez now, um, you know, who came in as num- number one tight end. You know, he had mm-hmm. uh, season-ending uh, surgery, um, so he's out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the dogs definitely lacking experience on the tight end front. So it looks like, um, you know, they're going to be a little bit more one-dimensional throwing the ball, you know, focusing on, you know, finding receivers. And, you know, looks like tight ends are more going to be focused on blocking. Maybe I'm wrong, but, um, yeah, it looks like, you know, that's going to be a limited focus for, for the tight end group. With how things worked out, I don't know if they're going to miss the tight end too much. Right. Especially if they can hit, you know, the wide receiver, uh, excuse me, the running backs uh, like they did. Now, I will say Colorado State, they, I think their defense is pretty good. It will be better. Let me, let me rephrase that. It will get better. So I, I saw some positives from Colorado State defense. All right, moving on to the Dogs' defense. Uh, is there anyone that impressed you or anything that you saw that impressed you on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Evan Williams has, you know, proven himself to, you know, be the leader of this defense. You know, it seems like he's, mm-hmm. you know, always around the ball and, you know, involved in a lot of tackles you know, that he might not get credit for, but he's just always around the ball. So, um, yeah, I, I really like how he's playing. I think he did get, you know, he might have gotten burned on one, you know, longer run. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm liking how, how he's playing and leading, leading the defense. And, you know, they were able to, you know, the – Fresno State defense was able to limit the, uh, you know, the Colorado State rushing to uh, only 150 yards. So that's a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot better than Week One against right. Hawaii. <laughs> hey, they cut it in half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's really good. Uh, yeah, I I actually saw Lavelle Bailey at, flying around at that Husky position. So that was nice to see. I I didn't feel like I got enough of that the last game. Um, a little bit more this time. Um, I. I am a little worried because Santeo, the the quarterback that started for Colorado State, not your he wasn't now I don't know if he was supposed to be the starter, but last year was O'Brien and he he came in later, but Santeo looked pretty bad, I'm going to say, passing the ball. <laughs> yeah, he he definitely didn't look like your 
you know, prototypical college quarterback. Um, you know, when the the I guess backup Patrick O'Brien came in, you know, he actually looked like a quarterback and he was, you know, right. He was able to throw the ball around and you know, just looked a little bit more polished. So not really sure what the Colorado State game plan was with that. Um, because yeah, the, the dogs were able to, you know, keep Centeo, Sint- um, you know, <laughs> under under wraps, I guess you could say. So um, yeah, yeah, that was kind of an interesting you know, coaching move by the Colorado State team. Yeah, what worried me, though, was that there were guys open that burned our players, and Santeo missed them. And right. so that that's what worried me. Um, and if I was coach of any of these teams, and I see uh, Fresno State on the schedule, I'm, I am putting my running back, I mean, <laughs> my running quarterback in and letting him run the read option. I don't, I feel as though... Colorado State didn't do that enough with Santeo. Yes, I I guess you could say Fresno State stopped it, but I kind of felt as the game was going on, I was watching, it, it, it was tough for Fresno State to stop the quarterback scramble. Yeah, it, it almost felt like the, the Colorado State you know, offensive failure was more a lack of execution on their part and yeah. a little bit less of Fresno State just making, you know, big stops. So, exactly. yeah, that's, yes. that's, it's a little worrisome for the dogs going forward. Um, so hopefully they're able to figure it out and, uh, you know, get, get a little bit better containment because, yeah, you know, there there is a, a blueprint out now on the dogs that, you know, if your quarterback can run, you know, he can really, really turn. Right. <laughs> uh, they did have some wide receivers out, though, so that – I don't know if that came into play. Maybe. I don't know. Right. But there were some wide receivers out. Yeah, I think I think they were missing their top two wide receivers. So um yeah, I would assume that would that hurts. make a make, a, <laughs> make an yeah. impact on them. So it worked out for Fresno State that you know they didn't have to deal with that. All right. Overall, give the dogs a grade. What do you what do you think? I I'm gonna I'll I'll give them a B minus after okay. week two. Yeah, I was going to go with solid B. Um, you know, I think that offense played way better than week one. Um, so yes. that definitely makes me feel better going forward for the last six games. Um, defense still concerning. Um, so, yeah. yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, overall, <laughs> overall, I'd say solid B performance for the dogs. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Okay, your player of the game. Who's your player of the game? I don't know how you don't say Ronnie Rivers. Three, <laughs> I, three, I don't know. <laughs> three, three total touchdowns and you know, probably gosh, almost you know, over 150 all-purpose yards. So, um, yeah, stood on offense and uh, you know really helped. But um, what do you think? Oh yeah, Ronnie Rivers. <laughs> I was trying to think of somebody that because you, cha- I, I felt like that was a challenge for you to to say that. <laughs> I, I had to find somebody, but. Yeah, Ronnie Rivers for sure. He kind of he he's kind of reminding me of uh, Christian McCaffrey's days at Stanford with these all-purpose yards. I mean, he's doing it all over the field. I think he did. He he's returning punts. He's doing right. a bunch of stuff. So uh, it would be fun to see him uh, lead the nation in perp- all-purpose yards. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, he's he's definitely getting all the opportunities to right. you know get his hands on the, get his hands on the ball. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. All right, we're done living in the past. We're moving on to the present and future. This week, the dogs are playing UNLV. They're going to Vegas. The Rebels, and I've been told it's not the Running Rebels. It's the Rebels. 
Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, the UNLV media guide had an uh, explicit request that said, you know, the running Rebels are only the basketball team, so this is just the Rebels. So That's good to know. I, I didn't know that. I, but now that I think about it, you only see Rebels on the football team, and basketball team always has running Rebels, so good to know. They are uh, they're playing Saturday, 12.30 p.m., uh, it's going to be tough. I work on Saturdays from noon to five. So I'm going to have to listen to the radio as I serve pizza and wine, but, but we'll, I'm going to figure out a way to make sure I know what's going on. Uh, and then we are on CBS sports network. Yep. So yeah, broadcast yes. nationally CBS sports net. Um, and yeah, also available you know, locally in the Valley on 940 ESPN. So that's mm-hmm. how, uh, it sounds like Caleb Nail is going to be listening to that. So I'll, I'll be watching on TV, which is good. I uh, always like when we can get, you know, a national broadcast. And, yeah, games are being played at a brand-new Allegiant Stadium. So uh, the Rebels lost in their opening game there last week, so they are looking for win number one. <laughs> in the Not going to happen. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely hoping for it. So I heard that they're letting fans in. I did see that. Yeah, they were a limited number. I, I didn't see an actual number of how many, but um, yeah, I think that there is going to be a small crowd there. Dude, you got to go. I should have. Should have. Should have planned ahead. Yeah. Uh, good to know. Maybe uh, I can get into a Raiders game or something. They're going to be letting. All right. What do we know about UNLV? Yeah. So far, it's just not so good. <laughs> for the Rebels. Like, no, they got uh, smoked. <laughs> yeah, first first week, lost to San Diego State 34-6. to six. Um, You know, San Diego State, you know, typically is a pretty strong team in the Mountain West. So, you know, not too surprised there, but, um, yeah, it's not a great performance. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Really? Yeah, yeah, it looks like – They've given up 35 points a game on in the past two games. Yeah. Uh, if my math is correct. Yep. Uh, defense does not look like it's a strong point for the Rebels. Um, yeah, week two, lost to Nevada, 37-19, um, who also looks like a real strong team this year. They got a really good quarterback. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so Rebels defense giving up a lot of points, um, and their offense not really helping out too. So um, I think that's a recipe where the dogs can, uh, you know, take advantage of that. Yeah, we're going to – we'll get into uh... – We'll get into that in a sec. They do have a new head coach. I feel like every team in the Mountain West has a new head coach this year. Uh, but he was previously the Oregon offensive coordinator. So Yeah, that's right. Marcus Arroyo um, is actually a graduate of San Jose State and actually played um, there in the early 2000s. But, yeah, so he's definitely coming from um, you know, some, some high-profile yeah. you know, coaching experience in the Pac-12 and you know, Oregon you know, who's been known for their, you know, fast offense and fast pace, fast players, fast everything. So, yeah, I think that, you know, UNLV got a good one, um, but we'll see. It looks like it might be taking a while to, you know, get the right players in the program and right. wait, wait for his, his scheme to work out. The, the last few times we've played the Rebels, the Rebels, we, we've come out with dubs, so – it, it looks it, it's favor it's a favorable matchup for the dogs i should say yeah it looks like yeah last two meetings yeah last year even you know down year for the dogs it was a victory 56 <laughs> to 27 
a healthy margin. And then, yeah, 2018, two years ago, this was at UNLV, 48 to three, the dollars came away with the victory. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I remember specifically being in the rain. Now, this was years ago in the student section where we came back and won uh, against UNLV. Fun game to attend. Yeah. Uh, so, always a fun game when we play UNLV. Uh, UNLV, they do have a local guy out there playing, Charles Washington. Uh, I remember him the past few years. He's been there for a while. He's a running back. Yeah, running back Charles Washington. He actually uh, prepped locally here in Fresno at Bullard High School. Um, and, yeah, ended up at UNLV. And I, I believe he's been a four-year uh, – I don't know if he's been a four-year starter for the Rebels, but I know that he's been contributor for um, yeah. four years, and he's been you know, one of their better offensive players. You know, yeah, He's a good uh, player. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely look to him to be, you know, a bright point for the team and, you know, one of their weapons. And, yeah, so that would be uh, interesting to see how well he's able to play against his hometown team. All right, what do you think the dogs need to do to win? I think the base thing is, you know, protecting the ball. Scoring more points than them. (laughs) Scoring more (laughs) points, yeah. You know, it's going to be, you know, limiting turnovers. I think that was one of the main things from, you know, week one to week two is. Big time. Big time, you know. Last last week, week two, you know, the dogs had zero turnovers, and I think that <laughs> made a big difference when when you're not giving <laughs> the ball away. So I think that that's going to be huge if the dogs can keep that under control. Hainer, you know, no interceptions, <laughs> no fumbles. Uh, I think that that's you know a major thing. So the other the, the other one that I'm thinking that I'm going to add in here is that uh, well, we've given up 150 yards last week. We gave up 300 yards. Uh, a little over 300 yards the week before. Rushing, uh, yeah. yeah, rushing. And so I think we need to cut 150 in half again, and we need to stop <laughs> the run. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we, I guess we got to stop everything, obviously. Yeah, I, I always struggle when um, people ask, oh, like, keys to the game, because they're always obvious. <laughs> but now I'm doing it. But, but yeah, we, we do need to stop the run. Um, and it, if we force them to stop the run, um, we're going to force them to, to throw the ball, obviously, which I don't know about their quarterback I, I, and their, their wide receivers, but I know their strong point is running the ball. So if we can stop that, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, I think so. You know, on, on the flip side, you know, how, how does UNLV win? I think it's going to be if the dogs aren't able to stop that rushing attack, <laughs> it's, it's going to be rough. You know, if, yeah. if the – if the rebels are able to use their quarterback rushing, um, you know, and using Washington too, that's that's a big you know two-headed monster to be able to you know take them down. You know, I'm not sure if their quarterback is a runner or not. Hopefully not. But yeah, I think that that should be you know the the blueprint on Fresno State is get your get your quarterback on the move. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is so far uh, the dogs defense has not shown that they can uh, they can stop it that well. Yeah, the football team, they need to become the running rebels. Right. They they are. <laughs> So the projections currently for this game have the dogs up by 11 and a half. And that yep. that's the largest this year. Yeah, uh, I believe yeah, we were underdog last week, I want to say. I think Yes. I think yes. So, so. Um yeah, and then before that Hawaii, I think that we were favored and then we ended up 
not putting up a good performance. But, yeah, Dark's favored by 11 and a half points, you know, as of Thursday evening. And uh, yeah, over under point total set at 58. So, um, I think that some points could be scored. So, uh, yeah, Caleb, what do you what do you think the, the Dogs oh, man. do on Saturday? Um, I think they win by 21. Okay. Uh, I don't think we'll get the over. I think it'll be under. The past two games, we've hit – the under have been right. under. Uh, I, I think we continue that trend uh, just because because Fresno State's going to go up early. Here's, I'm telling you how the game's going to go. Fresno State's going up early. Uh, UNLV, they have, their strength is running the ball. They can't run the ball. They got to pass. Um, they don't do too hot. So what does Fresno State do? They kill the time by running the ball with our wonderful running backs. So it's going to be uh, – I'm saying – 21 uh 24-3 i'll go 24-3 oh okay big uh big performance by the defense let's hope that comes true i don't know if it's big performance by the defense or less of a performance from the rebels offense <laughs> there you go yeah you know i think that i'd be very surprised if the dogs win by less than 14 um so yeah mm. i think that I think that our defense i really don't have too much confidence in the defense so um yeah i think that Defense is probably going to give up at least two touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, I'd say 35 to – say 35 to 20. Okay. Say that. I like that. Yeah, it, it's, it's tough to say because uh, I, can all, I can see an opposing team uh, taking a, a big play on us and uh, marching down the field with a, like an 80-yard bomb. <laughs> not really marching down the field more like throw it up 80 yards and touchdown so if you are watching it somewhere you know of a watch party uh let the people know we i don't do you know of any any places that are having watch parties or anything i know it's kind of hard during this time but um i don't know maybe. yeah kind of tough with covid times now you know it's good that you know at least in the you know, Fresno area restaurants are open now. So yeah, right. hopefully they'll have them on somewhere, you know, some restaurants, but then yeah, de definitely let us know if you know of any watch parties or any places where, you know, the dogs are gathering to watch, um, you know, let, let us know on Twitter or on Instagram and yeah, we'll definitely share that so we can, you know, get all the support that we can get. Or, or come out to Jiva Lee and uh, set up next to me and just let me know how it's going. <laughs> I need to know. Uh, well, this has been uh, Blair Bulldogs, so weekly coverage of Fresno State Bulldog football. Um, hopefully, we're, we're, getting, hope, we're working on getting some guests on soon. Um, it's in the works, so hopefully we can bring that to you next week or the week after. And uh, I look forward to Bulldog football. That's right. Definitely a good time of year. The dogs are playing, so I can't complain. So, yeah. <laughs> Go dogs on Saturday, and yeah, we'll catch you guys next week uh, with the recap and preview of the next game. All right, go dogs. Woo!